TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. What is up? A beautiful Wednesday morning to you, depending on when you're listening. Maybe it's Wednesday morning. Maybe it's Wednesday night. Maybe it's like sometime in November. Who knows when you discover this podcast, but we appreciate you listening. This is Chair Shot Radio. Again, the Wednesday morning edition. If you're listening on time, my name is Greg DeMarco. Normally, Miranda Morales would be joining me, but today, changing things up just a little bit, going back to day one-ish as the wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd is on with me. Patrick O'Dowd, welcome to another uh, edition of Chair Shot Radio. I can't even like make it like you're never on Chair Shot Radio because you have your own edition of Chair Shot Radio every week. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate um, you acknowledging that. Uh, but thank you for having me on your edition of Chair Shot Radio, Greg. I think this is like maybe the second or third time. I've been on a couple times. You were on once, and then I know we did a... Uh, like a, all three of us, like I did a random surprise one that you didn't even know we were starting. So yeah, I think you've been on, which is good. Um, yeah, been around. Yeah, which is good. For a second there, I thought you were delayed because your first reaction was very delayed. But this time you're not delayed. But the yeah, screen also my, jumped. So. My archaic laptop like wigged out on me while you were welcoming me to, welcoming me to the program. So I'm not sure what that was all about. But it seemed, is it okay now? Are you okay? Yes, I could actually I could actually see you talking to me. Oh, so it fixed itself. All right. Well, that's good. Yes. Very good. Very good. Well, I'm excited about Baby that. steps. <laughs> Baby steps for something we've been doing for 10 years. Hashtag so. Patrick's fault. So this is Chair Shot Radio, your daily fix every single Monday through Friday of sports entertainment and sports entertainment. And sometimes I even veer off those paths as I did this week. But uh, today we are going the entertainment route as Patrick and I are going to be talking about Black Widow. We both saw the movie this weekend. Patrick's covered it on Bandwagon Nerds. I haven't covered it anywhere, but excited to do that for you here today. Uh, but before we do that, of course, this show, Chair Shot Radio, is part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, which you can find exclusively at the Chair Shot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I say exclusively at, but that's a bold-faced lie because you can find this show on iTunes, which is really Apple Podcasts now, but everybody calls it iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, and so many more. So pick your poison, however you like to listen to podcasts, just go to that method of listening to podcasts, like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, review, I don't know what a review is, but uh, be a friend, tell a friend, and be a part of the movement that is thechairshot.com. Um, I'm going to keep things rolling here. I lost Patrick O'Dowd. He is gone. He said, forget this, Greg DeMarco. You can do this on your own. He'll be back here momentarily, I'm sure. Like he said, he had some computer issues. But um, but again, you know, be a friend, tell a friend, and follow up on all things ChairShot Radio and thechairshot.com. Follow that at ChairShot Media on your social media. You can follow me at ChairShot Greg on all of your forms of social media. And you can follow Patrick O'Dowd on all those forms of social media at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G 
R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist, just like there is one in Patrick for the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. Patrick, I told everybody you were gone. Now you're back. Are you are, are you working? Are things okay on your end? Clearly something is wrong on my end today is I, I I'm I'm the one with the computer problems it looks like right? I'm like Miranda's not here to have spotty internet so, so that funny you should say that because it hasn't come up on the air it was supposed to but then we forgot um her internet got fixed like two or three weeks ago. And so last oh, week she nice. had no internet problems. I guess there was a connectivity issue outside of her home and, and that led to, that was fixed and, and she had no issues last week. So, um, yeah. And, and I, we were going to make it a thing and then we forgot to make it a thing until after we were done recording the hashtag Miranda show. And so we just moved on, but yeah. I think she should. I think she should mess with us and just every once in a while, see if she can completely stop moving and convince us that everything's broken. Um, short Do you think of, she's got the skills to pull that prank short off? Short of me saying something that she vehemently disagrees with, I don't think she's capable of stopping moving and staring. So um, I think that maybe mm. if I do that, she can pull it off. But she's a, a very movable person. and, and um, So what she, she needs to do asleep. is take a screenshot and then yes. share her screen of the Ooh. screenshot. There you go. That's a lot of effort then and a lot to put together. And um, it's probably more work than she wants to put in. Probably more work than the gag is worth too, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. Then, I, don't, I mean, I, I'm all for cheap laughs. So. I might have to give her permission to share her screen too at the same time. Like, hmm. yeah, it's you make all, a point. it's all, maybe I just need to say something so egregious that she stares like that could be the route to go. And, and it's valid. or she could literally be like, well, she's talking and we'll have throwbacks to old days in Tucson, Arizona, internet connection. So she ain't here, uh, but we are, and we are talking about black widow before we do. And before we hit up our first commercial break, I want to remind you guys to take yourself on down, point your browser to pro forward slash the chair shot. We got everything you could possibly want, including Patrick O'Dowg's half hashtag save tag team wrestling t-shirt that he is wearing right now underneath his hoodie because it's July and that's what you have to wear in July. Apparently he's cold. But it's like, I never mind. I'm not going to defend myself. You don't have to pitch the shirts, to. sir. You can defend yourself, but if you want to keep yourself warm, maybe you get a long sleeve. Shirt from from ProWrestlingTees.com for us as a tear shirt. Maybe you get a tank top. Maybe you get the female cut, the women's cut. Maybe you get the soft style that we talk about so much. Who the hell knows? The great thing is it is all at your disposal at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash a tear shot. We got the funny shirts, the gimmick shirts. We've got shirts for the personalities, shirts for the podcast. We got the logo, the slogans. We got everything you could possibly want and more. If you're local, and when I say local, I mean here in Arizona, not local for Patrick O'Dowd, and you follow IZW and you want to potentially win some free tickets to an IZW event, pick up an IZW shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash a chair shot. We literally have something for everybody and a purchase at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash a chair shot gives you a really cool t-shirt and also helps support everything that we do here at the ChairShot.com and ChairShot Radio. Because like I like to say, websites don't grow on trees. Radio networks don't grow on trees. The things that have to take place to support all that and, and we happily do that 
but this helps support us. But you're not just giving us money, you're getting something in return. And that is an awesome shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop. As Christopher Platt would say, we're not just a website, we're a movement. You can support that movement. Pick yourself up a shirt that you feel comfortable wearing in public. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today. Again, that's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Now, we are not going to sit here and give you the synopsis of the movie, The Black Widow, that we're talking about today. Not The Black Widow. It's not The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. It's not The Black Widow. It's just Black Widow. I had a large problem with The Falcon and The Winter Soldier to the point where I had to be proven wrong because it actually is called The Falcon, but whatever. Different show a couple months ago. Um, But if you want a good synopsis of the movie, Patrick Goodhead provides you with one on this week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds. So head on to the back catalog at thechairshot.com. Listen to that edition of Bandwagoners. You'll get the synopsis as well as multiple opinions on the movie, but we're going to do it in a little more of a short form for you here today. I dug the movie. I'll start there, and it's not really a spoiler, but Patrick O'Dowd, give us your initial thoughts, kind of first impressions, and then we'll kind of go into things that jumped out of us, out at us in this movie, Black Widow. I, I really liked it too. I, it's not... I think the way I described it on bandwagon nerds is it's, it's, I put it up there with like Captain America, winter soldier, like a very okay. good Marvel movie. I was going to stop the you. Best I was going to stop Marvel you and do it later, but let's do it now. So, so where would you put it? I mean, it's in, it's in the upper half. Okay. Um, but like, I would say like, if you were to look at a spectrum of there's 20, this is movie number 22, it's probably like 14. Okay. So it's just over, over on, over on the better side because there's just the back end of, of the Marvel first sets of phases is just so strong. Like yeah. there's easily five to six movies better than it, but it's still oh. a very good movie. I would say for me and, and you know, there is definitely a recency bias and because they kept getting better and better at making these movies, but you, you got your infinity wars, your end game. I really like Ragnarok, uh, Thor Ragnarok. I love the winter soldier. And, and that's a big one for me. Love Black Panther. Um, so I can't put it top five. Um, did I only say four right there? I thought I said five. No, well, I didn't, I didn't count Winter Soldier because that was the one I put it, like, I put it even with that. Right. Not Winter but Soldier. Like, I'm sorry. Civil War. Civil, Civil War. War yeah. That's one of my, that's kind of that upper tier. And along with Black Panther, like I said, um, and I would put the first Iron Man there. I think we tend to forget about that movie. When we're, right. we're I, I'd put Guardians of the Galaxy in front of it too, and a lot of people Different would sort of movie, but... put that. I'm just tearing them. I can't just rank them. I'm just not there. Um, <laughs> You're not nerd enough. But, but I'm no. But I'm tearing them, and that's kind of my top tier. And I think this would fall in that second tier. I would probably, if we did rank them, I'd probably put it higher than you are, because um, I really dug this movie. I went into it. I don't sure. say with low expectations, but. I didn't. I heard some not so nice things about the movie. I guess I don't know where I heard them from or why. Really? Um, yeah, and, and I know there was some actor that was bitching about it, probably because he wasn't in it. But um, so, so that you know, I did hear a couple thing or two that people didn't like. But for me overall, I thoroughly enjoyed it and and thought it was good, and definitely would would recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's worth seeing. However, you want to see your movies these days. 
and that's something that we can talk about as well. Let's go there now, Patrick. How did you see this movie? Uh, I paid the 30 bucks and have watched it on Disney Plus twice now. Okay. And that's kind of – so when you pay the 30 bucks, how long do you get yep. it for? Forever. Okay. You do get it forever. So um, so it's a premiere access for that movie only. Right. So when you – like it's a per movie sort of thing. So I can't watch Cruella because I didn't pay for premiere access to Cruella. But at some point that becomes free, right? Eventually, yeah. When it kind of hits its video release date sort of right. stuff. Yeah, at some point that becomes free, and then you can uh, you can watch it and, and do whatever you want. So, is Corella free yet? Is that no? Okay. is not free yet. Raya and the Last Dragon might be. Okay, that would have been the one before it. Um, that's the last one. Is free. That was the first one that we paid for. Yeah. yeah. So, and by free, you mean just with your subscription? With your subscription to Disney Plus, correct? Yes. Right. Um, okay. I saw it in the theater. We were in California for our vacation when it came out and we weren't originally going to see it it wasn't part of our vacation plans but we realized we were gonna have some time so we went ahead and worked it in saw it friday night and we saw it at a movie theater that's literally on the beach not like sitting on the beach but the movie theater you go outside the movie theater and you make one turn to get to the beach and because of that i despite how well the movie did there were six people in this theater and we were four of them or seven people in this theater and we were four of them (laughs) so and we had reserved seats and, and all of that. So um, so that was, was was the good stuff there. But we enjoyed it thoroughly as a family as well. But I saw it in the theater, and I don't regret it whatsoever. But what you're talking about, and what I heard, like $60 million it pulled in just on Disney Plus or something crazy. Yeah, like it pulled that. in, it made like $70 million domestically or $70 or $80 million domestically. It made like 200 million overall, right. like with its global markets. But yeah, it made a really good chunk of change on the Disney Plus market. Gotcha. Um, okay. Which is good. And for me, it was convenient. Like, I, I wouldn't have mind seeing it at a theater, but mm-hmm. like, like the benefit uh, and Friday nights is, I, I think, you know, this is something I do with my kid. Like, we, we stay up late, we watch movies anyway. So it just fell in very well to what we normally do mm-hmm. without me having to spend the 30 bucks at a movie theater. Yeah. You're going to spend it either way. And it's good that right. you have the option to spend it how you want to spend it. But this isn't about different ways to watch movies. This is about black widow. Right. What jumped out at you from the movie? Like what were the biggest things that you really enjoyed about it? What jumped out to you and, and, and we'll kind of take it from there. So you'll see this in, in my nerd review um, when it comes out on Thursday. Uh, for me, it's Florence Pugh uh, who played Yelena Belova uh, as she was tasked with creating a character that was going to not only sort of stand toe to toe with Natasha Romanoff, but actually be billed as the future of a character. And so she had a big task in front of her of creating a character people could get behind, be interested in and want to follow. And I feel like she accomplished that really well. I thought she was really more exciting to watch than Black Widow herself. Absolutely. Uh, The thing about the Black Widow character, because she's typically so even keeled, you're just not going to get anything new out of the character. Right. Exactly. It's 10 movies old now. Doesn't. And and the character by nature, if you got something new from the character, it would be a total change in the character. Like that's just not who she is. Natasha is, is the most cold blooded member of the Avengers basically. And, and that's why she, you know, was willing to, to kill herself the way she did in Endgame. So 
to me, Florence Pugh being the exact opposite of that also jumped out at me. Like the whole time we're watching the movie, I'm like, she's the best part of this movie. Like she is stealing the show yeah. and everything she does. She plays the Now I go into this movie with zero expectations of Yelena Belova. Like I just don't know of the character that much. So I didn't have this expectation of what I was going to see, but blew me away. And now I could never see the character any other way because of how well she did it. You know, when, when Terrence Howard left, the MCU and Don Cheadle took over as Rhodey didn't give a shit. Right. But if Lawrence Pugh were to balance, you're, 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 you're Don Cheadle Mark though. Like that's, yes. that's your guy. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Um, you know, thanks to Bash Tar. But you're still right. But if, but, but if Florence Pugh were to leave and somebody else were to place, I'd be like, that, that's Jane. That ain't going to work for me, brother. So that's where I would right. be. But she literally steals the show. Like she is absolutely perfect. Like portrayed the character. I didn't watch Florence Pugh acting. I watched Yelena Belova, and that's what you have to do. And and I just loved that. That stood out to me as well. And then and and the char- the actor's name escapes me, but Red Guardian um, was was David Harbor. David Harbor, thank you, was fantastic in his role. And it's funny. So the last two movies I've seen in the theater were were F nine. Um, and, and, yes, and, and which is funny because the overarching theme of both movies is family. And, family. and of course there's a billion memes out there of Vin Diesel and family. And I just love every single one of them. They are hilarious. Um, especially the picture of fat Vin Diesel buying a whole, like a hundred tacos and the taco lady being like, oh, these aren't for you. And Vin Diesel being like, these are for my family. Um, and then, of course, the theme of this movie. And, of course, that's weird because it took nine movies to discover he had a brother. And his brother looks nothing like him, neither does his sister. Like, it's just weird in, in the Fast and Furious movies. Like, literally nothing like each other. But when you turn around here, this was a fake family who was only a family for three years. Right. And three out of the four knew it was fake. And and yet they were a tight-knit family, probably a better family at one point than the Fast and Furious family, the Toretto's. So it was very interesting to see that dynamic, and I enjoyed it, especially because outside of, of Red Guardian, they were all against this idea of family and, and had no inclination right. to be a family, but yet had to be one and bring it all together, and of course did. And and I just really loved that aspect of it as well. Um, I did not go into this movie expecting a lot of backstory or origin on – Black Widow, but I heard that's kind of the biggest complaint I've heard out there. I guess people expected an origin movie. Which I think is silly. Like if you don't know enough about Black Widow that you need to know how she became, you know, like what happened to her in the red room. Like that's just, you, you know, something terrible happened. You know, that she was made into an assassin and she has redeemed herself. You yeah. get the answer to those questions. So I don't, I don't really get that. And to me, you you already hit on what the theme of the movie was. Like her backstory was her family, yeah. was her finding her family and explaining why she is the way she is by the time you get to Infinity War and Endgame, because she's a different person when she's when she gets to Endgame than even yeah. what she was during Civil War. And it's because of this encounter that happened in between with her adoptive family that she finally admits was important to her. Mm-hmm. and was and was as much her family as anything and that's that's really what this was about it wasn't about telling us how how we got there it wasn't a prequel no not at all and i don't think it needed to be plus there were a few different flashbacks at different points in the mcu to her her backstory as well right 
And they didn't have to retcon anything, which I thought was good too. Because sometimes in prequels, you have to retcon stuff because you didn't write Iron Man 2 planning a, a Black Widow movie. So it, it's, you know, those things kind of happen. Although the whole seeing how she got this vest and the fact she was wearing the vest in other movies like that's brilliant. I don't even know how they did it or if they retcon that, but whatever. It worked. And that's what matters most to me. I loved, I didn't love, but the discovery that she wasn't abandoned, she wasn't abducted, she was sold by her parents, like that. Right. Really. That's devastating. It's devastating, but it plays right into her character and and who she is. And and the whole fact that Yelena Belova is so much younger than her. And so the fake family was real to her. And so it was more devastating when she realized it was fake. That is something that, that I loved. Um, the discovery of how to unwidow a widow happening with Elena Belova was, was good as well. So many things just jumped out at me about this movie and, and that I want to cover. But before I go into my kind of the next point of it, uh, I want to go to a quick second commercial break that we're going to take right now. Um, and then talk about an overarching theme of the movie that I got to assume was on purpose at this point, but, uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it on the other side of the break. We'll be right back as we talk Black Widow on this edition. Chairshot Radio. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. So one of the things that really jumped out at me in this movie and one of the themes was the whole this whole network of widows and how they were mind controlled and and basically I'm I'm going to go from from you know 30,000 feet yet an old white dude controlling a bunch of young women and they didn't go into the they didn't make the story about you know abduction of women mind controlling of women and sex trafficking but to me, it's like that's the closest the MCU could ever get to that. And I thought the story of these women being liberated and it being done by women, largely by women, to me was just just an amazing story and one that I think – I don't know if it will get enough credit and publicity. Maybe it is and I'm just not seeing it. But that was huge for me in this movie. Yeah, I, you're definitely not alone uh, in that in that thinking and I think that it's a very – intentional analogy i don't think you're off base there at all ray cash on bandwagon nerds he brought up the exact same thing that it's you know they talk about like these most of these women were abducted as young girls they were taken away uh or sold and put into this and then they are they're not people they're objects yeah to to um drake off like they're 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 just they're expendable objects that like he try and and you see it in in what like he terminates one of them when widow when, when Natasha gets the best of one yeah. of them and she's like I can't stop what he he's doing as she shoots herself in the head so it's not like I, it's not even that subtle of an allegory and it is it is supposed to be an empowering thing that you really you have one male hero of any sort, like, or, or that identifying male hero. And he's very inconsequential to the, the result. Yeah. Like really like when you look at it, like, and that's one of the things I think is funny is people are complaining that like red guardian didn't have a bigger role. He's not supposed to No, Like 
He's not he's not supposed to be the savior. Natasha Romanoff and Yelena Belova are supposed to be the saviors. They're the ones that are that are bringing down the red room. He doesn't even want to. And that's like he doesn't want to do that. Yeah. He just was happy to be out of prison. So yeah, it's a it's supposed it's a very powerful thing. And they all get on that helicopter and they take off at the at the end and they and they take spoiler alert, they take the taskmaster with them as well. Mm-hmm. Um you're supposed to feel uplifted by that. You're supposed to feel like that's, you know, a good, like that, that that's an empowering moment. And it felt more organic than other attempts at empowering moments for women in the MCU. Right. I'm looking at you Endgame, <laughs> which I thought was fine. Uh, the empowering mode of Endgame to me was, was uh, secondary to, you know, finally getting adventures. It was, it was just like, it was just like getting hit in the head with a sledgehammer. It like it was just, it was right. so. Think about the time Obtuse. period we were in it. It makes sense. Yeah, the whole thing is it wasn't the Red Guardian movie. It was Black Widow movie. Like, right. He was, but I think people are so conditioned to a male lead doing something that even though he wasn't a lead at all, people just immediately said, "Oh, there's your male lead." Like they just that's just right. what people do and and what where they're at mentally with these movies. Um. So so yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. And I do think it'll be be good. I'm not going to dig too deep into Taskmaster just for time's sake because of where we're at right now uh, with this episode of Chair Shot right. Radio. You guys do a great job of breaking that down on Bandwagon Nerds. I can tell you right now because I don't – I've read comics, but it's like I can't tell you what. Like I just, just – it's just yeah. so much has happened in my life since then. Everybody remembers different things. So Patrick O'Dowd and I years ago traveled to what we like to call the greatest weekend in the history of our sport, right? We drove all around. And Patrick O'Dowd was amazed because we were listening to a Guns N' Roses CD and we get to songs like 11 and 12 and I still knew every single word of every single song. Right. But I don't know what happened in the comics that I read when I was a kid. I just don't. And people just remember different things. That's what, you know, my wife sent me a text today. Um, she was like, do you know who sang the song Hooked on a Feeling? And and I was like, I could tell you the lyrics, I could tell you the movies it's been in, but I don't know the name wait, of the wait, band. Well, which version? Blue Sweet is the one that's in Guardians that of the one, Galaxy. Okay. Yeah, that one. That that was the one that we were talking about. Um, but I was like, I don't know, I don't know the name of the band, but I know all the lyrics. Um, and, and yet I just spotted that off. You like really did. You really, really did. <laughs> um, which I'm impressed with, and I'll tell her later that you knew it. So, so that was uh, a piece for me. So I wouldn't remember those things. So I don't have any preconceived notion of the Taskmaster, but I liked what they did with the Taskmaster. The scene where where she's watching uh, the fight and and learning as she watches, like that, just all all makes sense to me. I didn't even expect any reveal of who the Taskmaster was. So, but when we got it, it made sense. Um, I was fine with that, right? Which is interesting because it, it's a twist on the character from the comic. Right. So. Which I've gathered just from reviews I've read and things I've heard and what you guys talked about. Um, and it being the daughter um, of – the fuck's his name? What's the bad guy's name? Um, oh, um, Drakeoff. Yeah, Drakeoff. Um, or something like that. Being her daughter, that or being his daughter, that, that definitely made sense in, in seeing all that. So love the movie. I give it a solid A. Highly recommend going to see it. And I'm excited to get more Florence Pugh's version of the character and the MCU as we move forward. We'll talk briefly about the post-credit scene. Patrick O'Dowd, um, we saw Valentina again. And and it, yep. it's, to me, this movie was the first time, and seeing that post-credit scene, that it's just all together for me now. Like, there's no 
Disney Plus, MCU, there's no movies, theater, MCU, like it's just all one thing. And that point really drove it home because now we got a post-credit scene driving us to a Disney Plus series with with Hawkeye. So um, right. I'm excited. Now, it's I'm sure that that's all going to end with, with Clint revealing to Yelena Belova that he didn't kill Natasha, she killed herself, and then she'll be a good guy again. But um, – uh, I'm down. I'm excited to see it in, in more yep. Florence Pugh in any way at this point for me is good. I also think she's a good role model for, for young women to watch and see um, because she's not that super skinny supermodel body that we always look for and all that. So I think it's great that she's in that role. And I think she's going to teach a lot of people, a lot of good things. Perfect for this generation. So um, talk a little bit about the post-credit scene and what it means for, for where we're headed since we're not headed back to a movie theater. No, I, I think it's, it's heading towards, we, and again, we talked about this, but I think it's heading in towards some version of an unwittingly evil Avenger group. Um, and the t- team that gets mentioned the most is the Thunderbolts, which can easily be tied together in a lot of ways. Hydra ex- itself um, at one point created its own alternate version of the Avengers that were like, a dark Thor, a dark Hawkeye, and they were different characters that just took on those aspects. And so either of those make a lot of sense for, for where they're going in the future and the setup. And that, that seems to be where I think Thunderbolts is, is the stronger possibility, but it's going to be good people being manipulated by bad people. Uh, and that's because you get that a little bit with us agent. Like he just wants to do good things. You know, Elena, she thinks she's doing good things. Even, you right. know, even though she's worried, it's like she knows she's worldwide, but she still wants to do good things and believe she is doing good things, even though she's probably not. Yeah, it's very, you know, it's funny because the more I learn about you know, the MCU and Hydra and, and you know, U.S. agent and all that, the more I realize just how much J.J. Abrams was influenced by Marvel when he made Alias. So uh, I, I see all the connections with SD6 <laughs> and, and the yeah, CIA. So for me, I... I always look at things from a business standpoint. I think Hydra is more marketable for Marvel than Thunderbolt is. And so I could, and, and they tend to change things around a little bit. I could see them telling the Thunderbolt story, but doing it under the Hydra name because they use Hydra right. a little bit, but I don't think they've gotten everything they can get out of Hydra. And no, I mean, Hydra has only been a Captain America thing. Yeah. Really? Like, unless you were a Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan and followed that. Which but, I was until like the last season or so. And I just didn't, didn't watch Right. It. But, but Hydra has really been a Captain America thing. They haven't been around. They've kind of, you know, for as much as Marvel catches grief over villains going away, uh, Hydra just sort of lays low and comes right. back and lays low and comes back. And this, to me, feels like a comeback for Hydra on that street level sort of style. Cause we're going to get some crazy cosmic shit down the road too. Um, that's just going to be out there and not connected to what's going on on earth. This is a way to keep fans grounded on earth with some other heroes. Yeah. Hydra, I think is coming back and I still don't think we've seen the last of Ultron, but that's just me. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens in the, he's end. easy to bring back. He is like you saw the, the, he went in the wires when it was ending. I mean, it's, it's, He's out there. Yeah. He's in the internet. He's literally infiltrating our show right now, making me say this on a podcast. So that's just what Hydra is. Plus, it's just it's James Spader. Like, we need the voice. So <laughs> there you go. I, I would strongly recommend people check it out in, in their favorite format, Patrick O'Dowd. What would you recommend? 
Uh, I think if you can get it on 4K and a television that it it works just fine. Um, it'll look great on a big screen. There's some epic stuff that looks pretty cool on a, on a movie screen. Uh, but it's just, I mean, it's kind of up to you. And as you like to say, your personal choice and how comfortable you are going to a theater, if you're not ready to go, Disney plus is a great option and you get it in 4k if you got the right TV. So yeah, you don't need to see it in a theater, but you definitely can see it in a theater. Uh, I say, just see it, whatever you want, however you want to see it, just go see it. It'll be fun. You will enjoy it. And hopefully you've enjoyed this edition of chair shot radio with myself and Patrick O'Dowd talking about black widow, having a lot of fun. If it was a longer form, we could have gone deeper into some other things with the movie for sure. But Hey, this is what you're getting from us here today. Tune in tomorrow for Chair Shot Radio. Well, it's Wednesday, so actually the rest of the day, want to make sure you check out the Babyface Heel podcast as we talk a little bit about Bailey's injury as well as who should win, who will win at WWE Money in the Bank. And then a Wednesday night, check out the three-man weave. And then back on Thursday morning with Darren Max Kirkby and maybe Ray Cash for the Head Trauma Thursday edition of Chair Shot Radio. So we appreciate you listening. Continue to support all things ChairShot.com. Go follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Follow me at ChairShot. Greg, the website is TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Follow that at ChairShot Media. Until next time, we appreciate you listening. With a quick reminder to always use your head. Less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less bark, a little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your.